This is Chuck and Aardvark versus the galaxy. He's Chuck. He's Aardvark. And if you go to Disney World starting in August 2019, you can visit the Galaxy's Edge, a theme park based on our podcast. That's right. Uh, You get in the little car. The first room it stops in is a little recording studio. And there's an animatronic Ari and an animatronic Charlie sitting in front of their microphones. And they're like way more attractive than the real version. They're giant hulking metal robots and they're still more charming and more attractive than we are. I, I hear that they're using the same philosophy they use in the Hall of Presidents where they make them look way better than they actually were. Yeah, well, they hired Emma Stone to do my voice. Oh, really? Yeah. Who did they hire for yours? Uh, Michael Sarah. <laughs> wow, that is like the dream pair. Like, like, can you... Im- no, like, really. Can you imagine a, like an awkward teen sex comedy... With Emma Stone and Michael Sarah, super good. Yeah, it would. It would. Yeah, super good. It. It would be called. Uh, it would be called like you know Jason Sneed's Alone at the Dance. <laughs> now speaking of titles, we're actually in the movie theater right now watching a new film. Yeah, and you know I always tend to do that thing you know where like everybody I talk in movie theaters like really loudly. Someone will occasionally kick my chair to let me know that, like, they're listening, they're involved, they want to hear more, and they want me to be louder. Yeah, people around us in this theater are getting really engaged in our podcast. Like, they're they're all turning to us and, like, really leaning in with these, like, these expressions of just intense focus on, on, on us. Yeah, it's nice to know that there is love and support in our community anywhere we go. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I will say that uh, something very exciting is that we received a message this past week from Jonathan Nolan. Yeah. Last week, we talked a good deal of of smack about my gorilla, my pet gorilla. Well, more of, more of a mother to me, yes. Nolan, and how, like, Nolan's art is overrated. And anyway... Uh, Jonathan Nolan thought we were talking about his brother, Christopher Nolan. Who is very much a human being. I mean, I don't, I don't see what the confusion is. Yeah, I don't from. see what the confusion is. Uh, we were very clear that this was a gorilla. We were very clear that we were talking about a gorilla. Jonathan reached out to us, and he was like, you guys think that my brother's work is a joke? Well, I'm giving you tickets to a secret premiere screening of his new movie. Yeah, uh, the movie's called Dark Breath. Dark breath. Dark breath. And so far, I mean, you know, during our conversation, I've been looking up at the screen a little bit to kind of see what's going on. And it's a very confusing movie. I feel like you keep saying it's confusing. And every time I look up and I've like missed a big chunk, I look up and I'm immediately like, oh, yeah, I still basically follow what's going on. I don't know. I feel like it's really it's really one of those it's one of those movies where you have to have a very high IQ. You have to have gone to college. This is a true story. Um Unlike everything else in this podcast, continue. <laughs> I I uh, I went on a date with someone to see Inception in theaters, and afterwards I made some kind of very casual comment about how I was like, I was like, oh yeah, I mean I liked it, but I don't feel like it was as confusing as people thought. And she turned to me and she said, I mean, I I was pretty confused, and. I wasn't because I wasn't calling people stupid, 
But I think she thought I was like condescending to her by being like it wasn't because I was like, I was like, well, no, I mean, it was confusing, but like I felt like the layers are sequential and it's pretty easy to understand. And she was literally like, okay, well, like, like, like her attitude was like, oh, well, okay, I guess if I'm so too stupid for you, like immediately. And that's how you met your wife of 30 years. <laughs> we've been yes. we've been married ever since. Look, we buried I I buried the lead uh on this, but I I've been trying to keep my my home life and my work life separate. I do have a wife. It is canon in this world. I oh, do no. have a wife. Oh no. Um where has she been this whole time? Well, no, she is. When I said it's canon, she is in a canon. Oh, she's a circus performer. Oh, on a, that on a, explains why she was confused by the movie. Yeah, she. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, she's not like a juggler. Like a juggler, like has to keep track of a bunch of different things at once. She's the person who gets into the canon and gets shot. So she's used to everything being handed to her. <laughs> But I love her. I love my wife. Well, actually, you know... Uh, um, uh, her name is Gemini. Gemini you what? What did you guys do? Uh, yeah, her name is Gem, and I love her. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, I've always been a little confused by the circus. Go on. Well, I thought it was interesting that a lot of the same things that we see in wartime are also present in the circus. Expound. We have cannons. Mm-hmm. We have... Elephants, and you know, war elephants were used historically in battle. We have lots of violent creatures. Yes, and if Cersei had gotten her goddamn elephants... Sorry, I probably shouldn't hit the table while I'm talking. I mean, I'll be honest, I haven't read Harry Potter, so I don't really know much about any of this. But, I mean, we've been seeing circuses kind of shut down across the country in the mm. recent years. Like, we always thought, you know, what what the heck is the purpose of these things? Like, why do we all go in a tent and watch, like, these insane actions take place over the course of two hours in the scorching heat? And I'm starting to wonder if maybe we missed the point. The fact that you're using weapons of war, is there some sort of battle going on that we're not aware of that we're just privy to? It's kind of like an Ender's Game situation where the game is the war the whole time. I think that there is, there's a secret guerrilla warfare happening on the grounds of of our country and I think Nolan will really have a lot of experience and can kind of give us more details on guerrilla warfare. I think he'll understand a lot of that. Yeah, actually, as soon as I mentioned guerrilla warfare, N- Nolan uh, covered his eyes and shook his head. Although I couldn't tell if that was in reaction to me or to uh, the ridiculous contrivance that just appeared on the screen in front of us. I will say, did you see The Greatest Showman? I have a, uh, I have a rule that I never look at Hugh Jackman, so no. Right. That's yeah. That is that. I forgot that that is a rule of yours. That you're a uh, new no Jackman. I don't know no Jackman. X Men. That's an X man. What? You said Logan. No, Nogan. Nogan. No again to Logan because they've been constantly asking me to go see that movie. Well, it's because of your uh, Hugh Jackman related nightmares from your childhood. The fact that I had nightmares that my father and I would walk into my father's large grand study. And say, Father, Father. And he'd turn around and he'd have Hugh Jackman's face and he'd say, It's muffins for you, boy. And he'd just start stuffing, stuffing blueberry muffins in my mouth and I would choke and I would die. And then and my father would be over me, feeding me garbage. I um, mean, Hugh Jackman does look identical to my father. That, that may be part of it. I, I mean, think, they actually I, have the same face. Yeah, I think part of it is that Hugh Jackman and your father look identical. Like twins. Twins. Um, I think part of it 
is that you used to have nightmares that your father choked you to death with muffins. Yeah, I mean. Um, and then you just, like, looked up, and he was standing over you dumping garbage down your mouth. Like, literal, like, emptying a trash can over your mouth. Yeah, yeah. And just filling... I also don't eat muffins ever since this incident. Um, but weirdly, you love a garbage can. Oh, garbage can. <laughs> I'm actually... I have another podcast. Uh, garbage can do, and it's just me... Uh, reviewing garbage cans, right? And then, and then we, um, we we also have a podcast that uh, looks at film awards through the lens of cantankerous socialism, called Oscar the Groucho Marx. <laughs> and you, you, you know, um, it's a, it's an elaborate pun. I mean, actually, and weirdly, Groucho Marx is is the one thing that isn't at all like. <laughs> relevant to the premise <laughs> which that would have been an easier dot to draw <laughs> yeah we actually uh, we actually got sued by uh, sesame street over that one but uh and we were ordered to show up at the courthouse on sesame street but i didn't know how to get there i feel like the, i haven't seen the greatest showman like mm-hmm. i've said i don't know all the accurate specific details and nitty-gritty work that goes into like the creation of the circus so we've discussed the idea of the circus being, like, some sort of war that, you know, we're watching without even realizing what we're watching. But the question is, what is the war against and why? And why are they inviting us to watch? I think the most obvious reason they would have to invite us to watch would be that they're trying to cover up the fact that it's a war, right? Mm-hmm. They want it to appear like, they want it to appear like it's all fun and games with the, with the acrobats, the... Uh, like the I don't know what you what, what kind of like the, the SWAT Trapeze. team. Trapeze. Oh, sorry. Like, like the SWAT team. Like these are the nimble ones who will fight. You know, they fight to the air. Like right. I think it's clear that what's happening when you're watching the circus. Like now that I think about it, I think it's clear that you're watching a bunch of painted soldiers fighting uh, an invisible army. I was about to say that they have to be fighting something invisible, but what's invisible? I mean, we know from our previous episodes on the topic that ghosts are not invisible. We yes, can, we've, so we've... We can rule out ghosts. We've talked about all these different ghosts who, like, we would have figured that out. Right, or, like, I saw Ghost in the Shell, and I could see Scarlett Johansson that whole time. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Shell was noticeably present. Was The Shell was noticeably absent, though. Really? I, I was going to say that I felt like the... Sh- the uh, I thought that they meant the shell that uh, she must have been living in to think it was appropriate for her to star in that movie. Ooh. Sorry, I was booing at the movie. I really did not like what Nolan just tried to do there. Well, I feel like a character just went into a wardrobe and there was just a smaller wardrobe inside, which I feel like is both not that much of a departure from his previous work and also a weird ripoff of, of C.S. Lewis. And on top of all that, you know, just... The dialogue, it's its rough. I, I don't understand how you take uh, Mads Mikkelsen and you make him seem so, like, stilted. I, I don't think that Christopher Nolan uses the actual actors in this movie. I think he uses robots, but that's another topic for another day. Mm. Yeah, I'll put a pin in that. Uh, You're connecting the dots because he's worked with Hugh Jackman. Has he worked with Hugh Jackman? I certainly hope not. <laughs> I was thinking that, like, your father owns robots. Maybe your father lends them to the entertainment industry. Oh, he does. Right. I mean, I thought everyone knew that. If your father lent robots to the entertainment industry, probably various people in the entertainment industry were at your house. Are you sure? Are you sure that the man you remember as being your father growing up was actually looks like Hugh Jackman and wasn't just Hugh Jackman? 
My father's Robert Baratheon, however. No. Uh, right, but are you sure you're not conflating them? I mean, you know your father's name is Robert Baratheon, but maybe your memories have all been replaced by memories of Hugh Jackman. Because I will say, I did meet your father recently. And I mean, he's like, he's an old white guy, but he didn't look that much like Hugh Jackman. Did Hugh Jackman babysit me? Did he stuff garbage down my throat? <laughs> I think all your nightmares were real. <laughs> And half your childhood experiences were with your father, who was terrible. But also, half your childhood experiences were with Hugh Jackman, who is equally, if not more, terrible. Hugh, did you stuff muffins and garbage down my childhood, down my childhood mullet? Oh, dull it, that mullet. <laughs> yeah, stuff into, into my hair, into that '80s hair that I had in the late '90s. Yeah, we're calling you out, Hugh. You consider yourself put on blast for shoving your dirty, disgusting garbage into my best friend's killer do. I wanted to, uh, I just looked this up, and I wanted to bring up something that I thought was very fascinating, and I don't really know how it connects. Philip Astley is credited with being the father of the modern circus when he opened the first circus in 1768 in England. I don't know about you, but I assume when someone has the same last name as someone else are related, right? Most of the time. Yeah, I'd say that's fair to say. Rick Astley, the acclaimed musician of the hit song, Never Gonna Give You Up. Is he talking about the circus and the war? Quick, pull up the lyrics to that song. I don't need to. I know them by heart. We are no strangers to love. Mm -hmm. You know the rules, and so do I. What rules? I mean, maybe about love, but does love have rules? I don't know. A full commitment. I mean, definitely not healthy love. Oh, yeah. Boundaries are the killer of true love. <laughs> a full commitment's what I'm thinking of. Okay, so he's demanding fealty. Yes. You wouldn't get this from any other guy. I just want to tell you how I'm feeling. Got to make you understand. Never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. Never going to run around or desert you. These soldiers, they love their families. They love the people that they are defending. That's probably what that first line's referring to. So let's just take the first line out and assume that that's just saying, like, we know what we're fighting for. Right, right, right. We're no strangers to love because we sacrifice ourselves in this war every day for love. You know the rules, and so do I. The circus performers know what they've gotten themselves into. They're aware of the rules of war. Yeah. I'm continuing to read here. It says, A skilled equestrian, athlete, this Philip, not Rick, demonstrated trick riding, riding in a circle rather than a straight line as his rivals did, and thus chanced on the format which was later named a circus. He then, it continues, went on to hire a bunch of other performers, you know, acrobats, cyberwalkers, jugglers, clowns, to fill in the pauses. They weren't even really the point. The point was his horseback riding. So, so well, I mean, that just sounds like he had his, his, his cavalry, and then he brought in all of these clowns. Prince and in the clowns. Oh, that's what that song's about. That's what that song's about. It's about Rick. Oh, wait, no. The other Astley. What's his name? Philip. It's about Philip Astley sending in the infantry into the war. I think we really need to hammer down what it is they're fighting. fighting. I guess you have to narrow down to a list of like five. The top five invisible things. Okay. It's gotta be one of those, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, here. uh, I'm going to pull up right here. This is uh, a uh, a BuzzFeed list. How are you on your phone? I did not give you the password. 
oh shoot, I didn't change it from last week, and you figured it out. Right, right. I saw you type it in. S H E R locked Sherlock. Yeah, and as someone who has never watched Sherlock, I definitely got your reference last week and was totally on on board with you. Um, But anyway, yeah. So I figured out. Anyway, I did go on to. uh, I mean, I went on a lot of different websites, and we can. I mean. I don't know how to clear history, so you're have fun going down that rabbit hole. Yeah, Ooh, we'll, we'll, baby. We'll, we'll, we'll break that down after the podcast. We'll, I also, we'll talk about things. I also, I'm kind of morally opposed to clearing history, right? That's just censorship. That's true. I did pull up this BuzzFeed article that's uh, the top five invisible things. Actually, I think it's top six, but I doubt the six is relevant, so we'll ignore it. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, we'll read. We'll read. You can the be first... honest. There are six, but we're only going to read the first five. It says it says top six. We'll read the first five, and uh, yeah, the sixth one definitely doesn't matter. Number one, God. Number two, duty. <laughs> Number three, honor. Seems like a lot of these are just like <laughs> concepts. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> It's weird that they're all accompanied by Tony Shalhoub gifs. I mean, I think all BuzzFeed articles are. At this part of this part of their they just, their, they, just don't, they just don't seem relevant. Like this one is just Tony Shalhoub looking at the camera with like his hand over his mouth in surprise. I don't that has, what does that have to do with honor? Yeah. Okay. Uh uh number four, a very well cleaned glass. Number five, invisible bears. <laughs> mm, but that first one though. God. Now, we've already discussed our feelings on God and like how, you know, there's a Norse mythology, but there's one thing we haven't ever touched on. And I'm starting to wonder if that may be where this is going. Satan. I was going to say fallen angels, but I think we're on the same page. Right. This is a, this is a holy war. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is more invisible than demons? Uh... Let, let let me let's pull up this uh, list one more time and let's look at the sixth item because I mean I know we said it was probably wasn't relevant but number six fallen angels wow Buzzfeed way to make me egg on my face <laughs> <laughs> also look at this Tony Shalhoub gif that accompanied this last one I I'm just gonna say without getting into too much graphic detail there is no way that he approved. <laughs> the filming of whatever this is supposed to be. I mean... This is a private moment. This is the only one that I can say is truly relevant because it is demonic. So the... Clearly, cer- so Philip Astley is fighting... Is, clearly, he was fighting demons. He's waging the, an ancient holy war. and I mean, he's the using the, that makes sense. And he's using the circus to do it as a, as a way of disguising the fact that it's happening. So let me, uh, let me kind of read this thing here on Philip Astley's page. Okay. Philip Astley was born in Newcastle under Lyme in England, the son of a cabinet maker. He apprenticed with his father, but Astley's dream was to work with horses, so he joined Colonel Elliot's 15th Light Dragoons. His service in the Seven Years' War brought him into contact with professional trainers and riders. So, clearly, thanks to that audio, uh, the British audio they've added in Wikipedia recently, Astley fought in a seven-year war. And then created the circus. I mean, come on. Like, yeah, thank you. It's not rocket science here. Yeah, it's not rocket science. Uh, thank you, uh, Ben Ben Wishaw, for that great reading. Of, you're, you're brilliant. Yeah, he is, he is brilliant. I watched um, every movie he's in. Yeah, and I would say, I would say, yeah. Uh, I Well, I saw him in Cloud Atlas, and I was like, I need to see every movie that's associated with this film. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, what? Where did the word circus come from? Well, according to this, it is a romanticization of the Greek kirkos, itself a metathesis of the Homeric Greek krikos, meaning circle or ring. Early Christian writer Tertullian claimed that the first circus games were staged by the goddess Circe. The first circus was run by holy gods in combat, probably, against the demons that gods are always fighting. I mean, it's all rights itself. Right. Also, if you think about it, uh, Cirrus, Cirrus Clouds, Cloud Atlas, Ben Wishaw. I mean, why, why would Ben Wishaw choose to narrate on this particular Wikipedia page and no under. He clearly has a personal stake in this. I think he is a beautiful... I think Ben Wishaw is what I have always thought him to be, a beautiful angel. <laughs> so just as an aside... He is the, the, the light to Hugh Jackman's darkness. Yes, Ben Wishaw, ben, ben Wishaw is the anti-Jax. Is the anti-Jax. Anti but yeah, uh, Philip Astley was fighting the Seven-Year War. Maybe the Catholic Church or some other institution brought him in and secretly said, we are waging a holy war against demons and demonry, and we need you to aid us. So, of course, he did. But Now, flash forward. He, it started off as, you know, he would fight the demons, which, of course, he could see and none of us could. Um, but why did he bring in an audience? Okay, think of, like, exorcisms, right? You draw a circle, right? You create a circle to harness the power to contain it. Mm. A pure containment of demons and a circle of souls facing in and holding the demons at bay so that they can be fought in mortal combat. Right. And why do they market it to families? Children. They need it to, they need, they need innocent a ring souls. of innocent children. And of course, if you tell, you know, people, hey, come to the circus. We're fighting demons. Let your children, like, hold them back. No one's gonna go. So what do you do? Marketing 101, you lie. Yeah. You create your own story. Yeah, you understand that that sometimes a story is more powerful than than the greatest weapon. I, I wrote a book. You wrote a book? Yeah, I wrote a book called uh, A Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah, Ari wrote a book. It's called A Song of Ice and Fire. Uh, George R. R. Martin is suing me. Uh, George R. R. Martin is suing, but George R. R. Martin was already suing your father. No, I mean, this is, it, there's, a su there's suings all the way up, you know. All the way up and down the family tree. George R. <laughs> R. Martin. George R. R. Martin just throws a dart at your family tree and then he and then he sues whatever it hits. <laughs> Have you ever seen anything that's like more like a demon summoning ceremony than a circus? No. And then the demons appear. We can't see them because we're not part of this war. And obviously they don't want us to see them. They I will say, I will say, I will say, I will say. I do think that they could probably fight this war without elephants. I mean, they are. Um, but they could give the elephants a break. I feel I mean, like the elephants have, have, have helped <laughs> us long enough. What is the solution to all this? Well, clearly... Clearly, this fight has been going on for millennia, and we're still no closer to winning. I feel like when we look back on the 21st century, the circus will be known as the war that just didn't end. You know, it will be known as the greatest conflict that we got embroiled in with no clear end date. That ended up causing more harm than it did good. And history will not look kindly on the circus. I, I mean, Michael Moore is already making a documentary about it. I will say that the title's a bit of a mouthful. Oh, no. But it's Fahrenheit 9, N-E-I-N, like, no Fahrenheit, uh... Elephants, fair in heights, because you know, in the heights, the the the, the, uh, the fair, mm -hmm. the circus, right? In, in, in the heights, the heavenly battle, nine elephants, no elephants, allowed. no elephants, Fahrenheit, nine elephant. 
Uh, that's Michael Moore's scathing documentary. And I oh my think- God, our, our view count is skyrocketing, dude. It's going up by the second. <laughs> wow, Michael Moore has never been more relevant than he is right now. <laughs> Rick Astley wanted us to understand. He says, and if you ask me how I'm feeling, don't tell me you're too blind to see. Never going to give you up as an anti-war anthem. He's trying to end the fight that his great ancestor began. I mean, here's a true thing. We've never seen these demons. You and I, and I'm sure most of our listeners have never seen the demons. We don't know. I mean, for all we know, what if they're like coming for help? Maybe they're, they're asking us for assistance. We don't actually know a thing going down, down in hell. You never know the consequences of war. You never know who's yeah, fighting we need on to, what we side. Need to just do, we need to do more, like, I feel like more hands-on research. Like, we need to be, hey, hey, you, you two. Who've been talking this whole time? Oh, the guy behind us been kicking my chair is finally speaking up. What's up, dude? Go to hell. Okay? Go to hell. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. It was a message. We're on the right track. We need to we need to, we need to go to hell. We need to investigate what's actually going on in hell to see if this war is actually justified or not. And we're gonna put a pin. In the rest of this, because this is clearly a theory that needs more diving into. For the first time, I think we have a theory that could use a sequel sometime. Yeah. Not not immediately, because oh. it's going to take us a while to figure out how to get to hell. Because we're going to have to literally go to hell, I think. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting, because I'm pretty sure your mom's going to be there. So it's going to be really interesting meeting her. Oh, she is definitely there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, guys. Man, that movie was so confusing. Dude, I'm going to have to watch it like five more times in the theater. Okay, I mean, I mean, it's just that it's literally just that uh, the first scene of the movie and the last scene of the movie. It turns out that they're actually reversed. That, that's all. So we're gonna leave you guys uh, to go, you know, do your own thing. I guess go to the circus if you want to. <laughs> yeah, we're we're not prescribing what you do with your time. Uh, so in the meantime, keep your eyes sharp for demon activity, and your ears clear for the sounds of war drums. And the galaxy shall whisper to you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.